As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Hey, I'm Sarah. When planning our home birth, my husband Matthew and I were really frustrated by the lack of empowering and honest home birth resources. So we created this podcast to start a new conversation for moms and families like us. This is Doing It at Home. Hey everyone, welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. Today is a pretty cool episode. It is an interview, but not the typical interview that you hear on the show because we are kind of the ones who get interviewed. So quick backstory, Kim is an awesome listener of the show who reached out to us via email. Kim and her fiance, Tim, yes, Kim and Tim, are getting ready to get married and in the process of their planning their lives together, of course, the topic of children comes up, how they want to have them, where they want to have them, and so they're exploring the option of home birth, and they had a lot of questions for us, and instead of just sending a long-winded email back, I figured, bring them on the show, and let's have them kind of interview us, and we can answer their questions, and then share it with all of our listeners, because there are probably a few of you out there who listen to the show who don't have kids yet, and maybe plan to in the future. That's totally cool because what this episode is proof of is that it's never too early to start thinking about that kind of stuff and looking for what your options are. So this is for you if you are in that boat and you are just wondering some things about how to prepare for home birth before getting pregnant. So here it is. Tim and I are um, planning our future together and um, we're really focused on trying to have the most um, enjoyable and peaceful and healthy experience with pregnancy and birth and of course um, parenthood but um, at this stage in our lives while we're trying to plan our our future and plan this next phase um, I I guess where my heart is is really on trying to be a uh, honorable host to such a precious gift so um, I guess my question for you guys, um, 
you know, there, there's a lot of information out there on how to prepare for pregnancy and a healthy pregnancy and even like, you know, how to prepare for natural labor. But um, I guess specifically, what would you guys suggest in terms of preparing um, myself physically and mentally for, um, yeah, not only pregnancy, but also the experience of home birth and what kind of uh, strength do you think that entails, I guess? That's an awesome question. Yeah. And I'll go first, being a fellow host, something you cannot relate to, Matthew. <laughs> um, but I love how you worded that, you know, of this this gift. And it's it's really this amazing responsibility that is given to you when you make that choice and you move into that next stage of your life. For me and my personal preparation process, there's a lot of peas. Um, but what's What's cool is it's so different for every woman, which I'm sure you're going to hear amongst everything else that you read or listen to. And then, of course, every birth is so beautiful and unique. But for me, it came down to three basic areas, and that was lifestyle, fitness, and consciousness. And when I say lifestyle, it's the summation of your habits, the things you do day in and day out. So that's what you're eating, you know, how you're nourishing your body, how you are practicing things like breath work, um, Mm -hmm. everything in between meditation, anything you do throughout the day is, is a habit. So just paying real close attention to those things. Also paying attention to how you move your body. You know, birth is, is often compared to a marathon. So, um, there's no reason unless otherwise, um, what's the word that I want, directed by a doctor or physician or someone you're working with to not be the same kind of active you were before pregnancy. I fully support, you know, staying just as active and moving your body and whatever feels great for you. So that movement piece, I think, is really important to prepare you for such a a physical endurance event that is birth. And then the third piece, consciousness, I think is actually the biggest one. And that is what kind of information are you absorbing? What are you listening to? What are you reading? What kind of conversations are you having with people who are in support of what you're doing and are like-minded that are going to empower you with your your pregnancy journey and then eventually birth and then motherhood beyond, you know, parenthood beyond. Mm-hmm. So those those would be my three key areas and – Seeking feedback from other moms, like I said, ones who are going to empower you rather than kind of aim to question or criticize or put down. Um, I'm not interested in that. I think when you're pregnant, you can kind of create this energetic force field around you, this bubble, so to speak, (laughs) that blocks out anything that isn't going to serve you or help you with where you're at. And uh, so, yeah, utilizing people around you to fuel those three areas would be part of my regimen, I guess. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and thank you for that. I, I guess, yeah, I mean, when it comes to lifestyle and um, also the mental aspect, I feel really confident in, like, um, the way I'm able to manage different tensions and stress and stuff like that. And I feel like I am gaining health uh, day by day. But um, I guess my main question when it comes to fitness is I am the type of person I love. I have a home yoga practice, you know, and I'm, I'm very like I go on long walks. And um, I think, you know, like a lot of women, I've struggled with self-image in the past. And so in the past couple of years, I've tried to evolve from kind of um, punishment workouts, you know, where it's like yeah. you're not having fun and you're just like, you know, doing it because I like I hate to say it, but out of like hatred for yourself. Right, right. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of women approach weight loss and um, gaining health from a self-hatred instead of like a self-love place. And so I've, I've turned to more of like kind of a lower impact, introspective style of workout. But now thinking of like the marathon of labor, like you say, um, I wonder if it's going to be detrimental to the being able to like withstand the longevity of that process. So I'm like, man, maybe I should be like, you know, um, yeah, just being more intense in my workouts um, and pushing through pain. So I know where my mind has to be mentally for that. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess, yeah. Do you have feedback on that kind of mindset? Yeah, I have some, some thoughts on that. Now, you know, I'm, I'm not a, personal trainer i'm not a doctor i'm not you know so i'm not able to speak to physically what you know this the, the state of physical fitness that is ideal for you i don't even want to touch that what i will talk about though it does have to do with fitness and with sarah and with so many of the moms on the podcast that you've heard of they talk about that breath and they talk about being able to breathe your baby out essentially when i watched sarah mm-hmm. go through labor she utilized her breath very intentionally through the the contractions through the pushing you know during that active pushing phase and i think when you are getting your exercise whether it is an intense you know crossfit workout or whether it's a more relaxing flow yoga being very mindful of your breath and being very mindful of how you're utilizing breath and how it's flowing through your body is going to be something that you will 
you will find you lean on during labor and, and during the birth time. And I say that having witnessed it myself and then having hear a lot of, of women talk about just how they tapped into that breath. So I think that introspection that you've been doing, those long walks, I think the yoga is great. Um, again, I, I don't want to try to give you fitness advice. There are way more qualified people who can do sure. that. Um, but with whatever you're doing, I think that mindfulness aspect that comes in with that deep, very intentional breathing, you know, really connecting with yourself, connecting with your body, um, that type of, of activity is going to serve you very well, you know, when it's when it's game time. What do you what do you think about that, Sarah? Uh, I think, um, you know, the key word that I pulled from from how you preface that question, the detrimental aspect, I don't find any of that to be detrimental. I think it's I think it's part of your intuitive nature kicking in in preparation for, you know, eventually having another human being inside of you and having their own sets of needs, wants, thoughts, feelings, emotions. Um, that intuitive nature moves you into what's best for you and what's best for your body. And I, we've had a couple of moms on the show talk about you kind of birth how you live and you you birth in in congruence kind of with your personality almost if yeah. you could even like look at it like that and so maybe what you're being called to do as far as your movement of your body is indicative of the kind of birth that you will eventually experience that it doesn't need to be this like you know grunting sweating very like rigorous it doesn't have <laughs> to be that way you know and maybe these these kind of slow down moments that you're having are are just a part of that and you may not even realize it or maybe there's some other things that pop up and then a year from now two years from now you're like oh my gosh that was that thing like that was that that thing pulling me towards this to prepare me for this that's awesome that's yeah that's a really beautiful concept and i take great comfort in that so Mm. thank you guys yeah just you know you're already tuning into yourself and and your body's communicating it's it's telling you what what will work for it, what it, what it, what isn't. And I think what Sarah shared is spot on flow with what works for you flow with what you feel inspired by. And that's, you know, you're going to see some hints of that in your pregnancy and birth and, and parenting and all of that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. Perfect. What else? Thank you guys. Yeah, you're you, welcome. I think there were some questions for you specifically too, from when we talked earlier. You, Matthew, I cool. think there were some questions for you. Is that right? Yeah. Um, I guess, um, and I mean, Tim can chime in here, but I guess from the male perspective, um, Tim and I have, and I think it's, you know, one of these things where we're, we're planning our marriage and we're moving forward. And I, I would consider us a pretty progressive couple um, in that we want to share so many uh, responsibilities and, um, when it comes to something like pregnancy and birth, it's, you know, of course it is myself who's going to be going through the physical aspect of that. But um, I know Tim and I have both talked about how he wants to be as involved as possible and present and feel that emotional tie to the entire experience. So I guess, Matthew, what would be your suggestions for him um, as far as how to mentally prepare or emotionally prepared to be like to be able to feel as plugged into that experience as possible and not just like a fly on the wall watching it transpire. So I think, Tim, you are 99% there simply because you have the desire 
to be a part of it. So I, I you know, I don't think there's a book you need to read or a, a video you need to watch that's going to get you there because simply you wanting to be a part of it, you wanting to be in on the experience, you wanting to, you know, to to just be there, be be consumed with everything, that in and of itself is going to move you to connect deeper, you know, with Kim and with the entire experience. Um, some, some like very tangible things. Again, I think you're already going to do them. That's you know being present at at all appointments, as many appointments as you can. You know whether it's with the ultrasound or. Uh, the midwife appointments, just being there. The, so much happens when you're you're present there, and you can really experience the evolution, uh, you know, the growth of of your child, you know, along with the midwife, and they're describing things that are happening with with Kim and things that are going on with the body. And sometimes you might be at a midwife appointment and you have nothing to to say or contribute. You don't have any questions, but you're you're there and you're listening and you're absorbing the information and you're providing that comfort and you're you're providing that support, you know, physically you are there. And that type of communication, you know, being there physically, I think is it just it does so much for the for the partner who wants to play an active role. And just from the way you phrased that question, Kim, I get a sense that Tim, you want to play an active role in the pregnancy, probably an active role come birth time, and then, you know, being a very active parent and you're already there just just desiring that. Yeah, that's that's good to hear. Um, that means I don't have a whole ton of homework um, to take home after this. But <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I uh, that that I, I definitely am am in. Um, you know, when it comes to uh, all the things that we kind of indulge in when it comes to the the media or the the educating ourselves on what we need to be prepared for. Um, it's really, my mind always just goes to in the moment, uh, when it's all actually happening, you know, the day of, um, and, and I, yeah, I naturally have some worries there because I'm just there and, and she's the one who has to, mm-hmm. you know, physically do this and even emotionally do it, you know, and she's got all this responsibility and I'm like, you know, can, can you pass some of that to me or whatnot? Like, I just, uh, I just, my brain starts to, you know, wonder uh, what I need to say in the moment. And, and I want to make sure that I uh, say the right thing because, yeah, it's, it's definitely an emotional thing. I know yeah. that yeah. Um, much. Yeah, you went through some of that, Matthew. Like that, like, what do I do? How do I show up? Or like feeling that you wanted to do something or, you know, take on some of it. And like, you, it can be a helpless feeling. Yeah, you know, there's a there's a huge part for the partners so obviously, surrender, right? You've heard us talk about surrender on the podcast, Kim. Surrender is big for the for the mom, for the, for the the woman who's giving birth. You really need to surrender to the process. Well, for the partner, right. you know, for the dad, surrender is huge as well because there's just this this male part of me that wants to problem solve. Like I want to come in and and fix things. When I see Sarah's, you know, she's not feeling great emotionally, physically. I want to come in and fix that. There's very little that you can actually do. I can provide relief here and there, you know, with Sarah pushing my fist into her hip and really putting a lot of counter pressure was helpful to her. It, it provided some relief. So I felt very useful being able to do that and be that person who literally could push some relief into Sarah. But there wasn't a whole lot I could do. And so 
Tim, you know, there is this aspect of surrendering to it, you know, surrendering to the process. Baby is going to going to come out on their own time in their own style. And, you know, you're going to there will be a time when you just realize, okay, I, I can't control this. I need to surrender to it and be there and simply be there. And Kim, you know, you'll you'll you might in your mind envision yourself, you know, maybe going into being in the room by yourself. Maybe you feel like that's how you're going to want to be come birth time. And maybe when birth time hits, it's very different. It's going to be this this very much this flow. And Tim, you know, just being there in whatever capacity is needed at the moment. Um, if you're, are you guys planning? Well, if you're planning to have you know people there, midwives or whatever, you're there to support in whatever way. And you know, I won't lie, it is weird, you know, not being able to. <laughs> it, it's weird not being able to like provide that relief. You know, your, your partner, you know, they're 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 giving birth, and you want to be able to to do all the things for them. So it's a little bit weird, but just being there, being open, being available, um, I think is absolutely huge. I think it's big. Yeah, uh, that's that's really good feedback because, yeah, I'm, I'm the type of person who um, my mind wanders and, and I try to prepare for uh, any kind of uh, situation as much as I can, you know, how I'm going to handle it. And um, I think it is one of those things where, you know, I as far as educating myself, that, that is something I can prepare for, like the, the actual uh, technical parts of it and whatnot. But um, yeah, I think, I think it's going to be one of those things where the worry isn't really technically going to go away until I'm, uh, you know, in the moment with her. And um, I think, I'm, or at least I'm hoping uh, <laughs> instinct kind of kicks in and that, you know, uh, that we all, um, you know, make it through unscathed. <laughs> yeah. You know, another Another thing that you could actually do that that helps, watch some birth videos. Watch birth videos because what you're going to see is the unbelievable power and beauty of a woman giving birth. There's really nothing like it. it it's, it, you know, if, if you've seen any birth videos, then you know, you're like, oh my God, like women are badass. They do this. <laughs> and so what comes with that, what came with that for me was this, immense trust this trust that sarah's body knows what it's doing sarah and baby have been in communication for the past nine ten months they're synced up they've got this thing and and that, with that trust i was able to let go some of my anxiety i was able to let go some of my fear i was able to let go some of those like well what if this happens what if that happens and it really helped me to get into that place of surrender and it helped to get into that place of just more peace. And with that came confidence and excitement. You know, I, I didn't fear our, our due date. I didn't fear Sarah going into labor. It became something I was very excited for, very much looking forward to, because obviously I'm about to meet my baby, but I'm also about to see my partner just, like, blossom. You know what I mean? It's like that butterfly coming out of the cocoon. Like, I get to see her spread those her wings and just be a complete goddess and that to me was something I was very looking forward to and it was incredibly humbling and you know there's it it's incredible and so by watching some birth videos you'll get you'll start to see like oh my gosh like you'll start to envision Kim like that wow you're going to be 
you're going to be doing that. That's amazing. That's awesome. And I think that can help sort of reduce some of those nerves if, if you're feeling those. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, um, up until, uh, what was it, three months ago or so that mm-hmm. we watched uh, The Business of Being Born. Right. That was my mm-hmm. first uh, exposure to the full scene, so to yep. speak. Uh, yep. any, other, <laughs> any other videos I'd watched, you know, they cut away. It was in a hospital, obviously, and they cut away, you know, um, at, at that moment. They don't show the crowning and all that other right. stuff. Um, so, yeah, like I was just mesmerized watching it. Um because it, it almost didn't look real just because I'm so used to, you know, having the, the camera cut away at those moments. And, and I think, yeah, in, indulging in uh, the, the actual um, truth and, and, and seeing it all, <laughs> mm. um, you know, as, as frightening as it sometimes can, can seem, it, 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 it made it feel more real um, and not just like a, I don't know, just a magic. Yeah. It's like magic. <laughs> yeah. 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 And don't get me wrong, like it, it might seem frightening. You know what I mean? Like I was, I was apprehensive and nervous to watch our first home birth video when the midwife when she gave us a DVD, just because I hadn't watched anything like that since I don't know middle school, high school health class. So I was nervous, like oh my gosh, what's this going to be like? How am I going to respond? But it ended up being amazing. I'm pretty sure I teared up in that first one, and then you know it just it became something that. I was very interested in, in checking out. So it's okay if it feels weird, if it if it's a little scary at first. I mean, it it's something that we don't I don't know, I, I feel like we don't talk about that. We don't we don't show that. We don't show babies being born. We don't talk about how babies are made and we don't talk about the process of them coming out. You know? <laughs> and so it's it's all right that it's you know, we have to kind of desensitize ourselves a little bit. 
yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm. Um, One thing that I'll add I, that that came up for me as as we kind of preface the the questions to Matthew and and the partner thing, you know what what really came up for me as I hear you guys talk is you guys are doing this beautiful dance of building and creating an equal partnership. And with that comes a lot of really great opportunities, especially in a process like pregnancy and birth. And when you both come to the table open and willing and wanting to be active participants in in the pieces of your life together, there's so much compassion that can be had for the other in circumstances that you're going through, especially pregnancy and birth, because you're both going through things that the other will never experience. And Mm -hmm. to just kind of let some of the guards down, be vulnerable and open. One thing that's been really big for me is I can love Matthew and receive love from Matthew regarding a certain situation without having to fully understand all of the details and all of the aspects of what's happening. So like going through birth, you know, Tim might not get all of it and that's okay, but just being that presence as we've kind of already mentioned and just tapping into that compassion piece can make all the difference because sometimes we feel like to we have to be fully understood and every piece of it we have to like have logged in our logical like mental part of ourselves but some of it is just like unexplainable emotional connection that you're just you're offering that support so it's like a lot of a lot of words, but um, it makes sense to me. Just this idea of like it doesn't all have to be understood necessarily. Like I can I can love you without without fully getting it, and I think that's helpful when you move into this stage of of birth and especially parenting. Yeah, um, that does make a lot of sense to me, and I think that's one thing that I know about myself. I mean. <laughs> this is going to be a really shallow comparison, but um, I suffer from intense migraines. And like, there are times where if I have a really bad migraine, I can't really talk about what I'm feeling or whatever, but I felt kind of a similar comfort of him just being there for me. And I, you know, I think I know that's going to be so exponential, like the experience going through something as transformative as labor and um, birth and, knowing my tendencies to kind of like internalize and be quiet in those moments. Like I'm, I know I'm probably not going to be one to speak up and like say exactly what I need or whatever. And I'm probably not going to be fully um, able to be understood in, in those moments, even by the people closest to me. So um, I think, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Just, um, knowing that we'll be able to have that connection and love each other through the experience and yeah, have that surrender and the flexibility to just, you know, take each moment as it comes and find our way through it together. So. You got it. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Yeah. What's, you know, what's cool is you guys are already having these conversations. You're already doing the, the planning. You're already thinking about it. Um, you're, ahead of a lot of people you're ahead of us and stuff that separates <laughs> and divides a yes. lot and can be very tumultuous yeah so <laughs> you know one thing one thing that um i don't know if i read this or heard this or watched it but it was during the time when i was 
buying all the baby books and I was reading as much as I felt like I wanted to and then partially judging myself for not completing any one baby book. I I was, I don't know, I had <laughs> five or six books. I didn't complete any of them. And I, but I, I read portions of each. I came across this passage and it was like the idea that being the type of parent who would buy baby books is really what is going to make you an awesome parent, right? Like being the type of person who would, yeah. <laughs> who would be, who would be looking for resources, who, you know, might be buying books or taking courses, even if you don't fully read the books, even if you don't hundred percent complete the course, even if you don't do everything you need to be, you know, baby certified, you're the type of person who would do that. You're the type of person who, you know, does prepare in that way. And that aspect is what's going to make you guys so prepared for pregnancy, for birth, and for, for parenthood. Because you're going to do all those things even if you don't 100% complete them. And I know for me, that resonated with me. And it also made me feel better for not reading fully any of the baby books. So I kind of was able to let some of that guilt go and then just know that, yeah, I'm going to be an awesome parent because that's the type of person that I am. That's awesome. Yeah. We just high-fived over here because that <laughs> makes them feel good too. Awesome. Yeah. I hand that to you because it was, it was a huge relief when I read it. And so now I'm handing it over to you. <laughs> and you can pass it on to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess um, kind of one of my final thoughts, and babe, I don't know if you have anything you wanted to add, but um, – so we, we've talked about our desires to go on this journey and um, our aspirations for achieving a home birth, um, all things willing, um, with a, a few close people, um, some of our closest friends, and um, my sister knows that that's what we're hoping for, which she had a very different experience, but um, I guess we have some family members and some other close friends that we have not brought it up to um, thus far. And I don't know. I mean, just speaking for myself, I feel like a lot of my hesitation in bringing it up is kind of the dismission that you get when you're not a parent, you know, like people give you the whole like, Oh, well, when you have kids, you'll change your mind or yeah, like, well, yeah. you won't know until you get there. Yeah, I'm not you a know? fan of those conversations. <laughs> me neither this idea that you won't um, get something until you do x y and z because then there's always a level up from that there's always well you'll never really get it until this or then this and then this it's like ugh, i don't yeah. i don't got time for that <laughs> well and I'm one of these people like my i guess my belief in life is that like everybody everywhere is doing the best the best way that they know and with the knowledge that they have so yep. if right yep. here in this moment that's what i'm aspiring to then I want support in that. And yeah, like I need to have the freedom to change and evolve in the future. Um, but I'm doing the best that I know now. I'm making the decisions the best that I know now. I don't need to have somebody belittle that because I don't have their knowledge or their experiences or haven't, you know, reached their obstacle. Um, so I guess kind of what would your advice be on that line? Like as far as um, opening the door to let people know, especially right now, because we're not even pregnant yet. I mean, here we are recording a podcast about our um, hopeful pregnancy <laughs> and hopeful home birth. Um, <laughs> so how do how do we even begin to touch that with the people who are close to us um, that may not think we're sane? <laughs> I got you. I'm, I'll start with just a, a 
few brief pieces. Uh, our midwives gave us some really great advice when um, in preparing for birth. And that was, you know, when you think birth is starting, like there's the initial signs, there's the contractions, you lose your waters, whatever. Don't mm-hmm. like rush to call people. Like don't send out all the texts because then people will be waiting. And because of the programming of society, they'll be expecting a baby to be born like within the next hour. And if it's not, <laughs> then people like freak out and call you and blah, blah, blah. So kind of paralleling this with that, I would say no one needs to know anything at all until there is a baby we're preparing for. And then even then, it is up to you, like whatever you want. And maybe you kind of practice, like maybe you try it on with a person who you think might be receptive, like maybe one of the more progressive friends or family members, and then that could be a botch. It, it may not go well. Um, and then some people might really surprise you. So my advice is to tap more into that intuition that we've been talking about. And I, I feel like you'll you'll know what works for you. And maybe you troubleshoot with some people and get mixed results. Um, make up a hospital name. <laughs> like... I'm thinking I'm thinking about us if we were in this position again if someone was like oh where are you delivering I'd be like oh Bivens Memorial West (laughs) (laughs) well you know so when you were asking the question Sarah and I were kind of fighting over the mic who was going to reply first (laughs) and we share a microphone by the way so everyone listening we we share a microphone show you out of the way yeah that means that we both get to smell each other's breath yeah okay anyway What I think what's what Sarah said is spot on, especially like you don't have to tell people, you know, this, this is your thing. You guys are, are in control. Um, you can tell whoever the hell you want. And there you, you're going to know that there's going to be certain folks who just are not going to be able to provide an empowering, loving response. And. When when you you know when you choose to become pregnant and you are planning that pregnancy, what you want to allow within your bubble within your sphere are powerful loving responses. So if a person is is throwing you anything else, if they're throwing you fear, if they're throwing you judgment, you don't even want that around you. You know, and it's you know it, it it's one of those things where I think we've heard from a lot of moms that they learned a sense of self-empowerment through their pregnancy and then through the birth that it, the, itself sometimes, you know, a mom who might go into a hospital and the doctor wants to do this. The mom's like, no, we're doing this. They learned how, do you know what? I, I, I have a voice, you know, I have say in this. And so there's that sense of like, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do through any of this. And so like Sarah said, I believe you're going to be able to tap into your intuition to kind of feel out who will be open to hearing the news, you know, who's going to provide you guys with a loving, empowering response. And the people who aren't, you know, the people who you're like, you know what, if I say the word home birth, they're going to say, are you crazy? What? That's very selfish. <laughs> blah, blah, all that, all that garbage, you know? And, yeah. and, and like you said, People are doing the best they can with the information and understanding that they currently have. So it's not necessarily personal against those folks who are going to respond in that way. That's just based on the information they have. If you told me, you know, if, if I jumped into a conversation with someone a year and a half ago about home birth, I probably would have said some judgmental stuff because I was 
misinformed, you know, is lacking information. So, right. you know, to, to, to cut this short, trust your intuition, really trust your intuition, you know, and understand that you don't have to tell anybody that you don't want to tell. It's your experience. It, it really is your experience. And internalize that, own that, and then flow from there. And you guys will be awesome. Cool. Thank you. That That is very empowering. Um, yeah, just, yeah, I guess we do have kind of a power of protection. And we get to decide when the walls come down. So, yeah. Like, thank you. You're welcome. We took this, this um, hypnobirthing course called Hypno Babies. And they talk about mm-hmm. the bubble. And they say, you know, so the hypnobirthing is they really emphasize the partner's support. And the partner plays a very active role. And for me, as I'm going through this course, I'm reading like part of my role is to not let any crap within the bubble. That bubble is just for love. It's for healing. It's about peace. And part of my job is to not let anybody who's going to bring anything but those things into the bubble. So you really start to say, okay, you know what? I'm not interested in entertaining your fears. I'm not interested in entertaining your judgments. You know, go Google something or maybe you send them, go check out this website, read on that website. And if you want to have an empowered conversation about home birth, I'm all for that. But I'm not interested in your, you know, birth horror stories. I'm not interested in your judgment. And that was from the course, like the course was telling us that. So you know, it really did empower me and, and help me understand that we only want a certain type of energy around us during this time when, when Sarah is, you know, creating life within her. And so I'm I'm sharing that with you guys. It was it was a big big thing for me to read. It's very powerful for me. And, you know, I, I believe that it can help you when you're in that situation and you're feeling like you wanna tell someone or you need to tell someone. Nah. It's all about you guys. Wow. Yeah, that's actually a big relief um, mm-hmm. for me, especially because, uh, <laughs> you know, here I am trying to think of the best way to um, convince my, especially my family um, of, you know, the decision that we're making and why we're making it and trying to prepare for the, the backlash and all that. And um, it's kind of, I guess what I'm hearing is that, you know, I don't, that's not what I have to worry about. Um, and that I just, you know, we just have to tell people what we're planning on doing, why we're doing it. And then if they don't agree with it and they have problems, um, we can either educate them more or if it gets hostile, then just kind of back out. So, um, yeah, that's that's really good advice. And it it brings a lot of relief. Yeah. Send them to us if they get hostile, just (laughs) phone us up as I crack my knuckles and we'll talk to them. (laughs) Literally, yeah. That's Very awesome. intimidating. Oh, uh, gosh, that's this has been so cool. I mean, it's fun for us to relive part of it, yeah. you know. And I'm just, I'm so grateful that we could connect. And Kim and Tim is really cool. You guys need your own podcast, so you could just call it the Kim and Tim Show. We thought about it. <laughs> so I have, uh, I have a question for you, Tim. You know, for me. I did not get an opportunity to talk with a lot of home birth dads before, you know, we jumped into into our journey and our experience. So, you know, I want to ask you, is there is there anything else that's been on your mind? Is there anything that you've been, you know, worried about or curious about that 
I could help answer or provide any sort of, you know, resources for. I'm kind of giving you the floor right now to ask any of those things that maybe we haven't touched on yet. Um, I'm tr- yeah, I'm trying to think of, uh, I mean, those, the, those were the two big ones, the ones we talked about where, um, you know, making sure that I'm doing my quote unquote job, <laughs> uh, in the moment and all that. Um, and then, yeah, dealing with opposition, uh, because a lot of it, I think the rest of it is, yeah, just in just trying to get as much information on, um, the things that I should be preparing for that, that, you know, if something comes up that I need to actually be prepared for, but, um, I, I would definitely say this whole thing, um, kind of like you, like if, you know, if you asked me or if I, um, someone told me about home birth, uh, gosh, six, seven months ago, I, I would have had bug eyes and freaked <laughs> yeah. out when it said that. Uh, yep. Yeah. It just sounds like the craziest thing. Yeah. I get it. Um, but, but yeah, uh, I, it's really an emotional, um, preparation for me. Um, cause like I said, Kim and I both, you know, we, we definitely, um, really take to heart what people say and think. So, um, the, you know, the big one that we've talked about a lot is, you know, what we're going to do with our family. And that, like I said, you know, before that's a huge relief. Um, but yeah, I can't really think of anything else at this moment. I'm sure like it's questions are going to start popping off as you know, when, when time actually comes. (laughs) We have your number now. Yes. (laughs) You you have an open channel to us and you know, I, I will let you know, um, it was pretty hard for us to, when it came down to, uh, family and our birth team. It was something that we spent many, many hours talking about because, you know, my sister wanted to be a part of of Maya's birth, and she was not one of the people that we had on our birth team. You know, and we had we had specific reasons why. Um, it wasn't necessarily a personal thing against her, uh, but it came across that way, and it caused a lot of just strife within our family. So. And we dealt with that, you know, we dealt with it and everything is great now. So I'm not going to, you know, just uh, sugarcoat it that it is always easy. And, you know, I'm just letting you know, Sarah and I, we ran into some stuff, but we were, we were very clear as to what we wanted. We were very clear as to the experience we were trying to create. We were very clear as to the energy we wanted around us physically during the birth and having that clarity, you know, and that clarity came from many conversations that her and I had, many planning conversations, many conversations with our midwives. So having that clarity allowed us to step into those potentially contentious conversations with, in this case, family members, but it could have been friends, you know. It allowed us to step into those feeling very confident and sure in ourselves. And it allowed us to adopt this this air of understanding and really trying to empathize with them while at the same time being firm and being confident in our choice. And so even, you know, what I'm sharing with you is even if you do anticipate a potentially hostile or uncomfortable conversation with family, the two of you can can do some prep work beforehand, get very clear as to, you know, what you want, why you're choosing what you're choosing, you know, get it clear on your vision. And those things are really going to help you not only in those conversations with friends and family who may not really understand, but it's it's really going to help in the entire 
adventure and the entire process that you guys are, are, are planning on embarking on. So, you know, that was a huge thing for us. And um, I definitely recommend it, just getting that clarity. And, you know, it, it helps you guys unite as well. It really helps you form just a really powerful, solid unit. And uh, I definitely recommend it. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, it's, if there's one, I guess, good thing from all this worry, you know, before it all happens is that, uh, you know, we can um, at least prepare for a few of these things, especially, yeah, the conversation. Like, we, I don't, we, we've talked about um, things that we want, but we haven't really set out any kind of plan as far as, you know, how how we're going to, um, you know, when you said the, the, the whys and whatnot, we've talked about it a little bit, but we haven't really challenged ourselves, I guess, with um, thinking about what other, you know, what, what kind of things people would say, but um, yeah, I guess in some, in some ways also you can't prepare for everything. So mm-hmm. just, yeah. I guess having the mental fortitude to, to be prepared for that. Um, Absolutely. At least from an emotional standpoint would, and, would go a long way. And you guys are early. You're, you're really early in the process. You have so much time. <laughs> yeah. You, you have so much time for these things. So, you know, just the fact that those ideas are bubbling around in your heads, it, it tells me that you're going to be totally fine. There's there's nothing to worry about. It Those conversations will be had when it's time to have them. And, you know, you guys just continue flow and continue being awesome. Awesome. Thank I'll you. <laughs> I hope this has been helpful and, and, and inspired you to make a baby when you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, wedding first, and then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, this has been really fun for us, and I'm just I'm so yeah. grateful for the connection, and we will obviously have to stay in touch and see where this story goes. <laughs> for sure, yeah, it'll be awesome. Um, yeah, you guys will be a part of it. So thank you for being part of our story. I, you know, when we were, like, getting the call set up and stuff, I was thinking that. I was like, whoa, this is, like – our birth story starting now. Like, this is oh, crazy, I love but... that. Yeah, that is very cool. The prequel. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thank you guys so much. Oh, you're so welcome. And, you know, you, you, de- you have our contact info. So if anything comes up, please don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, we're here for you guys. Thank you. Yeah. And, and hug that little cute Maya baby. She's so sweet. And she's inspired a whole chain reaction that's, affecting people's lives everywhere so <sighs> hug her tight and thank her for us <laughs> wow, thank isn't that you. the truth we that's so well said thank you does your father know you're listening to this podcast well when you're done why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad approved dadages hi there I'm Chad Higgins If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.